Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Tide Chasers Podcast. As always, we are excited to have our guest on today, but first I'm going to welcome my co-host, Kwa. Welcome, Kwa. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, everybody out there in the podcast world? And I'm uh, super excited about this one. The, the guest we have on today, his graphics and his design really caught my eye the very first time I saw it. And, you know, I was like, we got to get him on one day or the other. Absolutely. And he's one of our local boys. But before we get into that, a few, uh, few items to tidy up on. You can find us on Facebook at Tide Chasers Podcast. Uh, we are also on Instagram, Tide underscore Chasers. And then all the links to our uh, podcast platforms are in our bios. You can find us on all the popular podcast platforms as well as Waypoint TV. So without uh, prolonging this intro, welcome, Tyler. We have Tyler Worker from Inshore Drift on. How you doing, buddy? Good, guys. How you doing? Not bad, not bad. So uh, it's super excited to have you on. You and I have uh, communicated way back before Inshore Drift came about. And I, I remember when you told me you had an idea and I, I was really excited for you because, listen, I, you know, all these things that get out there in the world, it, 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 it's, it means something to somebody. And Inshore Drift means something to someone. And, and your apparel line is, uh, I'm seeing it everywhere now, which is awesome. I, I love seeing it. So so Inshore Drift, your apparel company, was born in 2020. How did the, where did the idea of Inshore Drift come from? So the idea of Inshore Drift came from, I've actually only been fishing for a few years. And so one day we were at the Melrose Jetty in Lang City. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that area. Um, I met some buddies of mine. They were fishing for bluefish, striper. It was in the summertime. And I decided to meet them down there. I didn't really have any gear. Um, but they said, Hey, you know, got a couple rods, you know, you can use. So met them down there, caught some, caught some blues and not knowing, you know, what to do or how to target anything. Um, I cut up a piece of bluefish, threw it out on the hook, waited. And 
hooked into the biggest fish that in my head, you know, this is huge. Like, I don't know what this is. It was literally like a, like a tire on the end of my line. And that just took off, you know, hundred yards, hundred yard run. And everyone's like, Oh my God, what is this thing? What is this thing? So some people were thinking that it could have been a stingray. Some people were saying shark. Long story short, after a 45 minute battle, my arms were on fire, absolutely on fire. Finally get it close, get it close. It ends up being at least, I'd say four and a half foot to five and a half foot uh, brown shark. Got it all the way up to the jetty and it actually, the line cut on the rock, so lost the fish. Obviously I'm not bringing a shark up on the, on the jetty. You know no, what I mean? No, definitely not. But I mean, that's not bad for a very first time fisherman getting yeah. fight, 45 minute fight on a five foot brown. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pumped, you know, super excited. Got a bunch of pictures and videos of the whole process. Um, so I decided to make a Instagram page. You know, it, it, I was, I was instantly hooked and I was like, you know what? It would be kind of cool to, you know, share some pictures of catches that I might catch in the future and get really good at it and maybe share some like tips and tricks, you know, just come up with a little Instagram page. So as I progressed through that, caught a few sharks uh, off the beach in Dog Beach, Ocean City, you know, uh, using mackerel, stuff like that. Took some good pictures, posted it. Uh, I named the page 609 Sharks. I don't know if anyone remembers that. <laughs> so it's kind of like a goofy little, you know, personal page. Um, and then I started getting into rig making. And I was like, all right, this is really cool. Maybe I could sell these. So progressed into that a little bit. Um, and then I realized that there were a lot of, uh, I guess, Instagram posts, anything on social media. A lot of people started shark fishing. And I noticed a lot of um, like bad release techniques, you know, and it just got like kind of like a bad a bad vibe about the sport, you know, them being endangered species, you know, a lot of people not doing it right, keeping the fish safe, bringing it out of the water, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Yep. So I said, you know what, let me back off the shark fishing a little bit. Um, so I started posting regular uh, fish pictures and um, got into doing that, bought some gear from different companies. Uh, I started promoting their gear, you know, they post me on the page. Um, I worked with actually started working with M3 Tackle and great company, by the way, great gear. Um, Ryan and Nadine are the owners over there. They're, they're awesome people. Um, so I got an opportunity to start doing uh, fishing shows like the AC boat show. Um, we went to Elks in Pennsylvania, um, all the flea markets, local flea markets, stuff like that. So I got a taste of like working for a brand and creating an image for a brand and really like having a passion of, selling a brand so i said you know what one day this would be cool if i had my own thing you know i have a huge passion for fishing you know i have a little taste of how to market it and why not create my own designs that you know people might like you know and and you know really have a passion for something and share it with everyone so that's pretty much how inshore drift got started you know um, just having a passion for something and wanting to, wanting to share it with everyone else, you know? Yeah. So that's where that really came from. 
And here we are, man. You have a pretty, pretty incredible uh, apparel line that's growing. And like I said, I'm seeing it a, a little bit everywhere and different towns up and up and down the coast. So now, now you mentioned uh, AC, the jetties and AC. Is AC kind of the home base of inshore drift? Is that the area of where it was born? <clears throat> so, yeah, the general area, we're actually, my wife and I are located in Summers Point. Um, but yeah, mainly fishing wise, we do most of our, uh, most of our fishing in Brigantine, Blank City. Mm-hmm jetties mostly land fishing anything inshore you know i don't have a boat right now uh working on that but um i have a lot of friends that have boats and they're very uh willing to bring me out and you know target some inshore species and i love it man there's nothing like there's nothing like inshore fishing in uh lang city backwaters it really isn't no i i spend some time up there myself i i it's hard because i i fish the whole the whole state up and down the coast and it's hard for me to split my time because i love little bits and pieces about different towns up and down the coast. And it's just yeah. hard for me to say, you know, I'm going to go here or I'm going to go there. You know, I'm, I'm choosing something I love over something I love. So it's just a matter of, you know, what makes sense for that specific day. Uh, so, you know, with, with, with the process of setting up a, you know, a small business, did you go through a lot of trial and error of uh, setting everything up and kind of get into, you know, the, the things that you went through and the different challenges of setting up the business uh, and getting, getting the name out there? Um, so, so I come from a construction background, uh, kind of like the total opposite of, you know, computers and social media marketing, stuff like that. Um, it, it was, it was a lot, but it was definitely a challenge. I was very willing to accept. Um, like I said, fishing's my passion and I really wanted to share it with everybody else. Um, so I was determined to really try to do things the right way and you know really try to nail this um so it really started with just creating an instagram page you know by creating the instagram page um researching different computers that you know uh, we're gonna get the job done um printers um let's see what else um label makers everything, every little thing that you would think, uh, making business cards, all that stuff. Uh, and especially the most important thing, creating a design, finding a designer that, you know, is going to do good work at a reasonable price or, you know, the fair price that you can trust. Um, screen printers were a huge thing, you know, finding somebody that's going to do a great job for you. Um, I try to keep everything local, um, you know, and, that was, that was one of the biggest challenges setting everything up. Um, it gets into, you know, making sure you're on the right platform as far as like, do you use Shopify or do you use something else? There's a lot of code you use to create your, your website um, and just trying to really nail everything down, you know, and, and make it what it is and make it right. You know, that was, that was quite a challenge. So would you, say, would you say you have the process pretty fine tuned at this point? Um, I would say I'm, I'm comfortable with, with where we're at as far as, um, you know, having a setup and, uh, making sure everything goes smoothly. Um, obviously we're, we're such a new company, you know, we've only started in October. Um, So there's so much room to grow, uh, and learn. There's a ton that I still need to learn. Um, a lot of tips and tricks, you know, that, that I need to not necessarily, uh, research online, but to figure out for myself through experience. And that's just where we're at now. 
Absolutely. Now, now, real quick, uh, Inshore Drift, it, it's it, it's an apparel company. What, give us an idea of what what types of apparel that you offer uh, out there to to your customers. So right now, Inshore Drift, we offer mainly a uh, men's or unisex line of clothing. Um, we have T-shirts, we have hoodies, we have uh, hats right now, decals, stickers, um, and also, we actually just came out with men's tank tops uh, for summertime and also just released our first uh, women's line with the uh, filet and release logo on them. So we're definitely going to dive into uh, more of the women's aspect, especially this fall. So expect to see uh, a lot more uh, women's apparel that we're super excited for. Very nice. Yeah. Listen, hey, the women anglers out there, they got to be uh, they got to be. Uh accounted for as well we we had uh we've had a couple of ladies on this, this show we're gonna have more you know we support that big time so that's a big deal there absolutely now, now real quick i'm gonna ask you this question i'm gonna hand it over to qual on the other side there but you know once you've got everything lined up everything you know it's a well-oiled machine let's say we're five ten years down the road how do you want mm-hmm. Uh, inshore drift to be viewed in the community like how do you want your company to be viewed you know on conservation levels on uh on uh different 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 things as far as your company how do you want yourself to be viewed in in, in your community there <laughs> this is a good one <laughs> this, is the, this is the tough one we this is about. the tough one um So, so really, we're just a, we're a laid back local company. Um, you know, we're, we're the company that, you know, we, we have full-time jobs. Uh, we might not get out and fish as much as we'd like to. Um, we just want to be the company that, that people, for the people that, I'm going to start over. <laughs> Sorry, Pa. You're good. You're good. We just want to be the company that is for either the fisherman that fishes every day or the fisherman that fishes once, twice a month, you know, um, I, I really have, I got to that out too. <laughs> so, so basically one, buddy. You, you want inshore drift to be the, uh, the apparel that, you know, the, the everyday angler is grabbing for when they're going out for their, their fishing day or whether, whether it be, you know, fishing or just everyday apparel you want, you want your brand to be the brand that they're grabbing on their way out the door. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, and you want to be the the local guy that's providing uh, for uh, all the local fish fishermen and fisherwomen. Yes. I mean, from yeah. my pers- from my perspective, I, I the way I see his brand is, you know, it's it's for that. It's not for the like, say, the professional fisherman that just he wants he wants to wear all the cool brands and stuff like that. Like his brand, like. Inshore Drift is like a brand for a normal fisherman, you know, like it's, it's, it does its performance job like it's supposed to, but at the same time, it's, it's fun. It's, it had, you know, it, it's, it's fun for everyone to wear, you know, if you understand it from perspective, like, you know, just for instance, for his, uh, his fluke shirt, you know, his filet and release. I mean, to some, it may be kind of weird, 
but for, to some, a lot of us, it, it's, it's fun. There's something we, you know, it's a joke that we, it's an inside joke that we all know that as fishermen, it's just something Absolutely. We say. you know what I mean? So, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's nothing to be taken serious. It's just a fun, humorous t-shirt. You know, you see all these weird t-shirts out in the world about all this, you know, making fun of everything, you know what I mean? But at the same time, this is, it's in our community and it's a fun, humorous shirt to wear, you know, I got a kick out of it and I loved it, you know, and, and you know, me and Dan are, we're, we're super conservationist too so when we saw it we were like <laughs> at the same time half of us is like what the heck but then at the same time it's like yeah. we get it it's fun i'll be honest my design guy said he was like you know what you, you, you know this isn't me you know this is not what i stand for but i'm gonna do this for you it's dancing that fine line you know it's having fun like you said Qua, and yeah. um you know it's all fun it's 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 getting it out there and just having a good time you know mm-hmm. for everybody you know, not everybody likes everything. So you got to have a little bit for everybody. Yep, that's right. It's you know? funny because I, I know who your design guy is. And I could totally <laughs> see like, I could totally see him being like, what the heck is he asking me to do here? Yeah. yeah. Not, I, I've asked him a, a few things and uh, he's going to make them happen for me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, he still kills it. Yeah. There you go, yep. man. That, that's awesome. Now, before I get into the uh, next, I just, I just wanted a quick, um, just a quick question was, where do these ideas come from? Like literally, like do you just wake up one morning and be like, I know what I'm thinking about. That's the perfect design. Like, like what, like what's your inspiration? Like, do you just sit on the back deck of your house looking out into the ocean and just be like, that design might work. <laughs> That's funny you asked that. Um, because it's it's always super random. Um, I'm very spontaneous. Um it it's hard to explain. It's like I kind of compare it to like tattoos, you know, I love tattoos, you know, and they're exciting to think of. And like, if you like getting tattoos and you have tattoos, it's like, oh my God, I can't wait till my next tattoo. Let me think of what I'm going to do, blah, 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 blah. You know, my wife and I will be driving down the road and I'll see, I don't know, a picture of something or like a, um, a sign and I'll just click in my head and I'm just like, oh my gosh, what if we did this? And it'll be like super random out of the blue. You know, and I'll think on it. I'll write my idea down. Um, and and that's really just like you said, like sitting on your back deck, you know, I'll be anywhere, you know, doing the most random things and something will just pop in my head. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, gotta, I got to write this down. You know, this could be a, a good idea, you know, and when I bring it to my design guy, he's either pumped about it and he's like, let's make this work. You know, this this is a really good idea or maybe we'll kind of like change it around or something like that. So it's 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 definitely that's probably one of the more fun aspects of um, having an apparel company. You can make it your own, you know, and like we said before, there's a, there's a little bit for everybody. So one, one design, you know, some people not like, but other designs, people are, they're pumped up, you know, and that's, that's, that's a lot of fun for me. And that's a, that's a satisfaction, you know, that's exactly what we like to hear. And we, what we want everyone out there to hear. Now, we know you talked about a little bit earlier that you're, you know, you've already stretched out into tank top shirts, hoodies, hats, and uh, stuff like that. Now, do you have any future plans to expand the brand beyond just apparel? Um, you know, not at the moment. Um, I have thought about it and I want to stick to making the brand for what it is. You know, um, I don't want to get too crazy and too all over the place. Um, I really would just want to establish 
um, the brand itself. You know, we started as apparel and we'd like to keep that for now. But that doesn't mean in the future that, you know, we won't get into maybe um, doing some lures or, you know, little things here and there. Um, I've actually had a couple companies reach out to me about maybe doing um, some rods and lures, uh, underwater cameras, actually. And it's just that aspect of the game is just totally different than apparel to whole whole other animal. Yeah. So, but that is definitely something exciting uh, to think about and to possibly maybe bring out in the future. Well, that sounds good. We're always definitely interested in all new gear. I'm, I'm, I, I definitely rock one of the buffs. If you can get one of those, uh, one of those inshore drift buffs, I'm all in for it, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm like this huge, like neck buffs, neck gator kind of guy collected. I try to get them from where, where I can get them. But um, yeah, we on the show we always talk about businesses and that and how successful they are. But we always never talk about the other side, the dark side of businesses. Um, what challenges did you have to overcome? Did you encounter earlier during on this business to overcome with? So, especially during the pandemic, um, we've had our ups and downs. Absolutely, um, starting an apparel business can be um, financially either you can you can, you can start an apparel business with a few hundred bucks, you know, and, and work from there, or you can dive in and really, really invest in it off the bat. Um, we, at the time were very financially, um, smart, you know, we didn't live beyond our means and want to spend too much money into putting into, you know, the, the company. Um, so like I said, during the pandemic, a lot of suppliers, uh, wanted we're very limited uh, with, with say we wanted to order t-shirts from, you know, a company and, or whatever the case was um, they were really expensive or you had to order a high quantity. They didn't have many, um, you know, like low minimum. So you had to sp really spend a lot of money to, to get what product you were, you were looking for. Um, and that was a, that was a huge um, challenge for us in the beginning, you know, starting a company in a pandemic, um, that was either like a really good thing or a really crazy thing, <laughs> you know, but, but I didn't care. I had a passion for it and I, I really was excited for the idea and I could, I did anything I could to make it work. Um, but yeah, that was definitely, um, one of the main things, um, the suppliers were all sold out. Um, you had to pre-order stuff and you wouldn't get it for three months. Um, everything was just really tough to get. Um, not only that, like I said, I, I like going local. Um, so with my, uh, print guys and stuff like that, everything was no face-to-face -face contact. You know, you had to drop off your gear if you wanted them. Like if you, if I bought gear from a company and brought it to my, uh, print guy, I had to like leave it on their porch or leave it on the, uh, the steps or something like that. I had no contact with them. Everything was through email. It was, uh, it was tough, you know, it was tough really getting, uh, getting the point across of what you want to done. And those, those were some of the bigger challenges that we had. Yeah. I mean, from what we noticed now through, through 2020, 2021, a lot of people took on the, the, the challenge of trying to run, open their own, uh, you know, like brand their own businesses. Um, I mean, we see some rise, we see some fall every day, but um, we're just super stoked that um, you're still keeping yourself up above water and, and it's looking good. 
a lot of follow guys I follow on Instagram and stuff. They they've been rocking your gear. They've been supporting it. They they tag you and everything, and we notice it all. We see it. We're like, you know what? It makes us smile that our local business guys are making are making moves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No problem, man. Um. So, at what point did you feel that your brand say it finally made it or uh, it arrived? You know, it finally caught up to the vision that you thought about. Um. With that being said. Interdrift is very new, like I said before, and we're constantly growing. You know, there's always room for growing and learning. So I wouldn't say that we are totally successful in, in what our vision is, um, but, I, but I know that we're on our way there. Um, and it is very exciting to see people, you know, wearing our gear and um, tagging us and everything like that. And that's just a, a great reminder that you're doing, you're doing it right, you know, and you're on the right path to success. So we're definitely growing. So my, my thing is like, I'm a DJ. So I know like if I go out somewhere and I hear someone playing my song or my music, it makes me feel good inside. Now for you, like, what's it feel like when you're just like out for a walk with your wife or out to dinner or something and, and you know, just hanging out organically, just having a good day. And then you see someone passing by with like one of your shirts on, or if you're walking <laughs> by or you're walking by with a car that has your inshore drift sticker in the window, you know, like, like what's that feeling inside for you? What's it feel like? Uh, and, has, and has it happened? <laughs> yes. Um, so do you remember when you're a kid and you're in a candy shop and like that, like, warm fuzzy feeling you get mm-hmm. <laughs> no it's uh it's it's very exciting um it's it, it's a sense of accomplishment um it, it's it's really a good feeling you know what i mean that's something that you created um and shared with people that you know they they like it too you know and it's <clears throat> it's a really good feeling you know i'll have i'll have people uh send me pictures through instagram like you know through direct message saying oh i spotted your uh your decal on somebody's car or uh somebody took a picture of somebody at the dock at golden nugget wearing our hoodie last year and sent it to me and i was like oh man that's really cool that's a good feeling you know very exciting all right so we got through the business part we talked about like what this is this what our show is about is let's talk about fishing now what types of fishing are you doing right now currently since you said you laid back a little bit on the shark fishing because of you know you know, it's promoting fish, shark fishing too much and people are handling sharks bad. And so like, what species have you just backed down on like your starting pickup and what species that you think you want to try to get into? That's a good question. Um, so yeah, the shark fishing, I definitely uh, put off to the side. Um, I love striper fishing, um, but especially this time of year, uh, the flounder had my heart, you know, um, I would love to get into some sheep's head fishing. Absolutely. That's a fish that, uh, you know, I haven't targeted before, um, especially this time of year. So fluke fishing is definitely like one of my up there this time of year, but I would love to get into some sheep's head, um, into those fish that, you know, not everybody really knows a whole lot about or targets that much. You know, it's that challenge that I like to get into, you know? Yeah, I mean, you're talking to the right guys for it. You know, I could definitely help you on that. Uh, 
Scotty. Uh, he reps your brand a lot too. Absolutely. Scott is a great guy. You know, he can help you find a pick up a few sheeps. You know what I mean? Either one of us, you know, reach out to either one of us. We'll, we'll, we'll happily put you on and try to, you know, give you the opportunity to land one of those. Awesome. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah no problem, man. Uh, see. What else? Now, in your home waters right now, like what are you targeting besides uh, fluke, stripers, and you know the occasional bluefish whenever they roll through? Is that about it? No, I am a huge tog fisherman. Die hard through and through. Okay. There's nothing like catching a tog. You know, just pound for pound, inshore anyways, just one of the hardest fighting fish that, in my opinion, you know, there's nothing like dropping a crab down to the bottom and feeling that huge thud on the end of your rod, you know, but uh, Tog has definitely got my heart. So that's, that's mainly what I go for in this area. He says, that, sure. now, he says that now until he, he feels his first eight pound sheep on the other end of his rod, then he'll change his mind real. <laughs> I'll guarantee that. I, like, I changed it. my mind. There's no pound to pound. I'm going over to the convicts. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be seeing that future inshore drift boat down in some of our South Jersey spots there for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find a nice big inshore drift logo on my boat somewhere one day. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to wrap my whole boat. <laughs> now, I, uh, I, I've seen, obviously uh, you guys have talked about Dan Schaefer yeah. um, quite a bit and I see his videos and pictures and I'm just like, Holy smokes, man, them fish are huge, you know, and I've never caught one, you know, and it's just and like one of those things I'm like, and they're right in your backyard and they're right in the backyard. You know, I have not even the slightest clue of what to do. I think I targeted sheep's head, uh, maybe one time. No, one time I targeted him. It was for, it was for like 10 minutes. Uh, but the current was too strong. We didn't have a trolling motor. I called a tog, but Obviously, the goal was sheep's head, and that was literally like ten minutes I targeted him for my entire life. I mean, it was last just... year. I remember that. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, we talked about this. Yes, we did. You're like asking me, you're out there asking me for pointers. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it was like ten minutes went by, man, and the current like, was so how, strong. How you, he's like, "How do you deal with this current?" I'm like, eh, "You know, that's that's usually one of the big challenges. You, you try yep. to work around it." Yeah, yep. I mean the uh, I mean the Jersey sheep's head records right in your backyard too, so. It came yeah. with 19 pounds right off that Longport Pier, you know. That's where the, yep. the, the record were. So they're there. I, I could I could promise you they're there. So it's, it's, it's tough getting it's, out there on land though, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's especially like during peak seasons and stuff like that. You go to these places on land and it's just there are so many people. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's uh that that's half the challenge, you it know, like, targeting certain species, you know, just everybody's out there and you really gotta dialed in get there early or you know yeah. whatever whatever the case is but that's I half tell, the battle i tell dan all the time you know i give him his props for like a, even attempting to try to catch a sheep from a from land from like a bridge or something like those guys mm-hmm. that get them from bridge you guys are those guys are pretty hardcore man like from, even from a boat to struggle for us but like literally from like a dock or land or any you know a, a fishing pier or any of that it's it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah. Especially if you're fishing, like I, I, the, the one that I've caught from land, I was fishing about 30 feet above on a bridge 
by the time you know the bite travels up your line that that fish is like gone gone you gotta really get clobbered to 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 really seal the deal when something like that happens and i i was fortunate enough to get i think one or two small ones but my goal was to get one on foot now there there's some guys that really do it you know that are assassins and what they do on you know the jetty guys and you know, there's videos all over it. And I just, I don't have that technique down. So that's something that I, I, I'll work on at some point if I decide I, I need to, but that, that, that technique of fishing on land from a, from a jetty for them, it's just not something I'm, I'm super comfortable with. I don't, I don't do well with it. I yeah, haven't well, like that. Yeah. I've, I've watched those videos over and over. I just don't understand, especially those guys that fish the, uh, the in the river inlet you know their their yeah. technique over there with their leaning their rods on the railing and letting them yeah. float yeah. teeter totter <laughs> yeah. i'm just like dude how does that how does that even happen yeah it's insane but you know they they've mastered that technique and they you know they've pretty much been successful catching sheep that way yeah it's crazy and that's a crazy thing about fishing you know saltwater in general it's or even freshwater you know fishing from a boat can be at times, you know, hundred percent different than fishing from land, Yeah, you know, and it's, there's, there's so much to learn about fishing and there's um, so many ways to catch fish, you know, it's, it's really cool to, to dial that in, you know, and, and get that experience and challenge yourself. So I, I'm a big fan of uh, the, getting the pin in the cap for, for being able to be success, successful on foot because, you know, you're limited to the water that's in front of you. So absolutely you got to figure out how to how to tackle that water and those those uh those guys from land are a little bit more resourceful in most cases so yep yep now um being a busy schedule as you are we know with the apparel company and your day job um how often do you get out like to fish now last year i got out quite a bit um <laughs> I think all during, <laughs> during the pandemic um i was actually laid off from my job um, as a carpenter in uh, local 255, but um, I was working uh, for a friend of mine, and you know, working for cash, and you know, um, pretty much having my own schedule. When I wanted to fish, I was like, "Hey, dude, I'm I'm not working today. I'm I'm fishing." So I I definitely um, fished quite a bit. I'd say at least four or five days a week. Um, now. Now this year is, is totally different. <laughs> um, I've actually only been out fishing twice this entire summer. Uh, and that was for fluke. So it's, it's been, um, been very disappointing on the fishing end for me. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely trying to get out there. Um, it's just the way with work is, um, long days and, you know, on the weekends with my luck, it's, it's been so crappy outside, you know, it's either raining or we have hurricane Ida somewhere around us. And, you know, it's just the, the cards haven't uh, been dealt to me too nicely <laughs> this summer, but definitely trying to get out there. I know I will, uh, before fluke, uh, fluke ends, but, um, I'm definitely going to get out there for some talk this fall. hundred percent. Going to make some time. Um, absolutely. I'm gonna have to throw a few, uh, call out days in there. Yeah. I'm gonna have to add those in, you know what I mean? You got, you got the perfect backyard. I drop in there all the time. So, uh, hopefully our, our, you know, our schedules line up and I can try to get you out there for like some, you know, some bass and then some, uh, some definitely some sheeps. Um, I'm, absolutely. Not, I'm, I'm still a new guy in that area for sheeps. I don't know too much about it. 
I've, I've only fished for stripers there, so I don't know anything else about any of the other fisheries, but I mean, you could, we could always go up to my area. I'll, I'll we'll be able to do some business. up. There. I'm willing to travel, man. That sounds good to me. Cool. So we always ask this and we always want to know now, if you only had two hours of fish, where would you go? And what would you be targeting? Like where, where, like you want me to drop some secrets? No, or like no, general no, no. Area? We, we <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> you know, we don't do any of that spot burn stuff now. We just want to know. We just kind of know, like, where would it be? Like, would you be in the marsh? Would you be in a side banks? Would you be in a jetty, a beach? Um, being that I don't have a boat, I would be somewhere on the rocks fishing for tog, man. I really would. Um, I feel like, yes, fishing for, for fluke and stuff like that. Like, you know, you have the beaches you can walk on and uh, from land, obviously. Um, or you can fish the rocks. But with tog on the jetties, especially in this area there's so many jetties and there are so many different holes you know you could spend two hours on the end of one jetty and fish 20 different holes you know there are just so many different areas that you can that you can fish you know so if i had two hours i would absolutely be fishing on the jetty somewhere for for tog you know that that's where i find my most success with fishing and and what i what i feel like i've fine-tuned the most out of uh, all the spe species that I've fished for. Very What's nice. your bait of choice? Uh, I'm a rig guy. So believe it or not, I'm a rig guy. Um, I like green crabs, um, depending on the year. If it's like, if it's like late in the winter time, I like to use some, uh, some white leggers. Um, I'll go pick fiddler crabs or try to find some sand fleas, pretty much anything I can get my hands on. Um, and when, when time is a factor, you know, I'll, I'll head to the bait shop instead of picking my own, uh, my own crabs and, and grab some greenies from uh, Summers Point, you know, Chris over at Tight Lines. He's the man, Tight Lines. He is the man. Our guys. Yep, absolutely. Now, we always ask this, and everyone has different questions, different answers, and every time we enjoy the answers. But um, if you had your top three fish to catch or target in the world, like your bucket list fish, doesn't matter where you travel in the world, just say we gave you an all-expense paid trip just to go out and pick your three top tier bucket list fish, what would they be? Oof. Yeah. That's a tough and, one, man. And, and, and <laughs> don't put, don't put tog fluke in the tog, tog and tog. Tog, tog one and two, three. <laughs> yeah. No, well, um, it's going to be like, tog, he's, he's going to be like, tog. he's going to be like double digit tog. Yes. Day. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I would definitely like to, uh, fish for some goliath grouper um i think that'd be awesome uh whether it be from land or from a boat doesn't matter to me goliath grouper um i would love to fish uh for some wahoo again i did actually a um a charter down in pompano beach we trolled and uh caught a wahoo love to do that again um and as for a third fish i'd like to catch a big old bluefin tuna man Absolutely. I mean, I've never done any offshore fishing like that. You know, um, I guess you can consider it offshore in Florida, but we were only like two or three miles off. You I know, mean, it's it, more it, of an it's an offshore species for us here, like way out there. But um, yeah, bluefin tuna would be my third one. I mean, if that's the case, he'd change it from inshore drift to offshore drift. Then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I mean, this year was the year for bluefins, man. We had them. They had them up like three miles offshore. So I mean, up north. So. I mean, you don't have to travel all the way down south to catch bluefins and the wahoo. They've been picking up wahoo up north too. So, yep. 
I mean, not too far, but you know, there's always, Hey, look, one day it's going to happen. You're going to, you're going to meet the right guys, meet the right captains. You know what I mean? Hop on that boat. You'll be picking up bluefin. Absolutely. Um, the reason I say bluefin actually, um, I know it's pretty common, you know, here, but, uh, we were togging, um, last, last year, I think it was in the fall. Um, and we were at one of the inshore wrecks and we actually had a bluefin at the top of the water right in front of us. So the whole tail, like it was like, I had my head turned. I hear this huge splash right in front of me. I turn my head and I just see the back end of it, the whole tail and everything out of the water. And me and my friend got so pumped up and, you know, we pull anchor and we're like, let's go find this thing. You know, they say that's like super rare that you're actually going to go catch up to them. You know, they, once they're moving like that, they don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was just fun, like, you know, trying to chase him down, see if he was going to pop out of the water again. And um, obviously we didn't find him, but that was a, that was a cool experience for me. All right, cool. Sounds good. So we're going to start wrapping up. Uh, how about we let the listeners know one more time where they can find you, you know, to be able to pick up any products and stuff like that. And um, yeah, just let us know, let, let everyone know where they can find, reach, reach out to you. Absolutely. Um, InshoreDrift.com. Uh, we have our Instagram at Inshore Drift and our Facebook at Inshore Drift. Um, you can buy products directly from either of those uh, social media pages or straight on our website. Um, if you're interested in something um, and have questions, you're more than welcome to reach out uh, through social media. You know, direct message me um, at Inshore Drift and I'll be happy to help with any questions you have or hook you up in the right uh, position to get what you're looking for. Perfect. Dan, any last questions? No, nah, man, Tyler, did you want to share your uh, your personal Instagram with all your fishing pictures or anything like that? Um, no, only because I've actually uh, redirected that page. Since I have Inshore Drift, um, I'm going to be posting less uh, fishing pictures on that uh, on no that worries. page. No worries. Just want to make sure you had full uh, full uh, availability of our resources here absolutely i really appreciate that thank you tyler it's been it's been an absolute pleasure having you on man you've been great man thanks Uh, we've we've communicated and chatted for several years now and i'm happy to see your success so so far yeah we have talked for a while now absolutely man it's been a pleasure i really appreciate you guys having me on had a lot of fun no problem but just uh just uh what you want just a big shout out there vendor shop bait tackle owners you know you guys got if you guys carry apparel in your shop and you guys want to carry some super cool line new line of clothing you know for the the young and the hip if we call it the gen z's or the millennials you know <laughs> reach out to tyler man over there at inshore trip he's got some really cool designs and stuff for like you know for some fun stuff for uh, for the anglers that are a little bit younger in age and they they enjoy a little bit of humor you know what i mean reach out to tyler See if you guys get some of his apparel in your stores. You know, they, they work and they look great and they're fantastic. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Tyler. All right. Uh, besides that, Tyler, uh, once again, keep those lines tight. We'll touch bases with you, see if we can set up some days. But um, enjoy the rest of your day off, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Listen, sorry about earlier, dude. I don't, I don't know what it is, <laughs> how I got all tongue-tied. Um, if you want to, like, re-ask me any questions that you think that might be, you know, whatever – um, reach out to me and, uh, we can do that again. So I appreciate you guys having me on. This is, uh, was a good experience for me for sure. Yeah. This won't be, this probably won't be the last one you're going to hop on. You know, once you get to that status, you know what I mean? People are going to reach out to you to do podcasts. Yeah. And, stuff. and this was a, this, like I said, it was a great experience. You know, I, I've never done something like this. Um, 
I'm usually like pretty decent under pressure, but speaking like that, you know, obviously as you see, you know, I, I can have a tough time doing it. Um, you know, I'm Tyler, an overthinker. Tyler, <laughs> you, did, you did fine. I messed up the intro, like for the first like eight episodes. So don't did you, <laughs> did yeah. you look, did you look as dumb as I did standing there, just sitting there fucking smiling? <laughs> All right. All right, cool. Yeah, you're, you're, you're good to sign off, Tyler. I'm just going to edit the last few minutes of this just to wrap it up. But um, once again, thanks for coming on, man. We enjoyed everything. All right, guys. Thank you so much. You got thanks, it. Tyler. We'll talk to you later. later. All right, man. Another solid episode with one of our local boys. Yeah, definitely. I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, you know, his his artwork and that has, I mean, his his designs have caught my eye early in the season and it's just, it's, I like it. Like I like all the stuff he comes out with and they're very super solid shirts and it's stuff that I would rock, you know what I mean? Just for the fun and humor about it. Yeah. I mean, listen, when it comes down to something like that, like you said earlier, you don't need to take everything. No, just take everything seriously. It's fun. And it's what sets his brand apart from everybody else out there. There's a number of different apparel companies out there. You got to do something to make your, yourself look distinctive and, and make you stand out. And why not do something fun like that? Who cares? It's all good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and you know what? Designs are awesome, man. Just what can you do to say about it? And, and you know, what? he's a local boy and we love, you know, we love supporting our local guys. For sure. All right. Looks like there's another successful one, Dan. Uh you want to give us a give these people we'll let them know where to find us at all right so if you're looking to listen to our program you can find us on first on facebook we are at tide chasers podcast we are also on instagram tide underscore chasers um, in both of those social media programs we have the links to our uh, podcast platforms in the bio uh, we're on pretty much every of your every one of your main podcast platforms. We're also on Waypoint TV. So you're going to find us if you're looking for us. We're out there. So thank you so much for tuning in. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us if you'd like to be a guest. Um, like, share, and then comment on our on our uh, on our posts here. It helps us. It helps us grow. It helps us extend our brand. It kind of helps us uh, see what you're looking for. See what the, what the next content should be. So. Give us some feedback. We're always looking for it. Yes, sir. Once again, wrapping up perfect one. All right, Dan, you make you enjoy the rest of your day, man. You too, man. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, everyone. <laughs>